0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew.
1: Cal Ripken played, what do he play, like almost 2,000 games? Played from basically 1982 to 1998. Yeah. Played through some stuff. Straight I don't know through. that he ever played through back surgery like you are doing right now, John
0: Harris. I am trying, Drew. Yeah, I had, um, you know, you've heard me on many in the labs this year talk about this herniated disc I have. And so finally on Monday, I figured, you know what, we got a home game, try and make it through the home game, and then try and get to Detroit on Thanksgiving. And I figured, man, maybe I'll do this on Monday and see how it goes. And Dr. Mark Prasar and Memorial Herman, he's also our spine doctor for the Texans. He did it. Now I'm just trying to recover, just trying to get back, trying to get back in the flow of things. And hopefully uh, I sound uh, like I – have half a brain right now i feel like i'm speaking in echo so hopefully what i'm saying makes some sort of sense
1: well you soldier on man i'm sorry that you're hurting and hopefully you start feeling great right as this podcast gets going so let's get going we got two things today we're going to do we're going to talk about the matchup with the patriots and i'm going to give you a few numbers that we're going to discuss and the second thing is two and seven is ugly two and seven in november very ugly so we're going to find some silver linings, because in every cloud, there are silver linings, and there will be sunshine down the road. So let's begin. Three, seven, nine, John. Cam Newton this year has thrown three touchdowns. That is abysmal. Wow, Thank goodness. Three touchdowns. Wow! He's been picked off seven times.: Yeah, seven times. That's a bad ratio. But the niner in there? He's run for nine touchdowns. It's yeah. pretty darn impressive. So he's a very odd, odd guy to get prepared for. And then let me hit you with one final set of numbers four and four. When he started, the, the Patriots have gone four and four. So, yeah. you know, they're under 500, but he's only missed a little bit of time. And when he's in there, he gives them the a, a, a puncher's chance to win. What do you yeah. make of Cam Newton in this offense? Is it one of those things where they're finally starting to get going and they're on the uptick? Or is it just something like bouncing around what do you see if well
0: I watched the uh, I watched the Sunday night game kind of in a post-operative haze on Monday night and it, I just as I watched that game I was like whoa these guys are physical and then I'm trying to figure out like oh wait what number is that guy who's that guy wait is that number such and such <laughs> because it's such a different squad But the one thing that stood out to me was how physical they played on on both sides of the ball. I mean, they played the Ravens, and very rarely do you see the Ravens out physical in a game. And I felt like Sunday night, man, the Patriots took it right to them on both sides of the ball. And a lot of that has to do with with Cam. You know, Cam does just enough throwing the ball that you do still have to respect it, and he runs it so darn well that you absolutely have to respect it. And I know it was five years ago, but just to give you an idea of, of what you're dealing with with Cam, we are playing the Carolina Panthers. It was week two. We were at their place. It was the year that Cam ended up winning the MVP, and we lost that game, I think, 23-17. We had a couple shots at the end zone at the end, um, but we couldn't pull it off. And then Cam, Cam and I won 15 out of 16 that season. It got to the uh, Super Bowl. Anyways, Cam comes on the field, and our defensive backs were kind of jogging down the field, just getting loose. And Cam comes on the field, and he's got, he's got his skull cap on. He's got a Superman, Under Armour Superman shirt that's kind of spandex tight. And he's got his shoes all spatted up. He's got the high tops on. And he's got his music on. He's got, you can tell he's got his, his AirPods on. And he runs by our defensive backs. And our defensive backs just watched him with this look of, holy cow. Like, they had, no, they had never seen him. And so now they're seeing him for the first time, and they're like, oh, my God, that dude is huge. And he, the key and he is. is. And
1: the key is this. The key is this. For those who are listening and not seeing this on YouTube, those of you listening to the podcast, John just was saying that, and as he's saying what the defensive backs were thinking, John kind of instinctually looked up like that's (laughs) what they were doing. They had to look up at them at Cam Newton and most guys do. He looks like a, you know, hulking tight end. Yeah. Physically.
0: Yeah. I mean, 6'6, 250. You just look at him and you go, I, I mean, are you playing the right position? I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see him up close. The one thing that that really has stood out to me though, from a throwing perspective is he looks like he's labored when he's throwing and That was the one thing that I had heard. My family lives in Charlotte, and my brother-in-law is pretty tied in to a lot of different people and different communities up there. And That was kind of the rumor was that from a throwing perspective, he was probably shot, that he just doesn't really have it anymore. He had just taken so many hits over the years that it really had impacted his passing. And I think you're seeing that. I think that's the reason for the three touchdowns and the nine – sorry, the seven interceptions. He just kind of looks labored as he's trying to throw. because I think over the years, he's probably tried to adapt his throwing motion to deal with all the different injuries and things that he had. So that's, that's part of it. But when he's in there and they're playing physical ball, you know, that game against the Ravens, that was a, that was a Damien Harris game. I mean, camp turned to hand the ball, Damien Harris, and Damien Harris was pounding the rock. And I mean, there were, there were seams. I mean, eight inches wide and Harris would just burst through him and he turned that into an eight to 10 yard gain. And he did that repeatedly. So this is going to be a tough ball game because you know that every single ball carrier for the Patriots is going to see the ball in some different kind of way. And the other aspect of it is drew is Jacoby Myers threw one of the touchdown passes the other night. So the Patriots always pull out a little trick to have when they need a win and they felt like they needed one the other night and Jacoby Myers threw a great throw to Rex Burkhead right at the end of the half and that gave them a huge boost going into the second half to get that win so you know there's a lot with the Patriots that you have to just be alert for and obviously Cam's running Damian Harris is running but their trick plays man we better be on point or it could be a long day
1: could be all right let's talk about some of these silver linings that we mentioned a little earlier uh yeah, it's it's tough when you're in this spot, you know, it's, and it's not over, but it's just it's rough. We're on, on the, the cusp of Thanksgiving and your five games under 500. So what are some things that we've seen this year that we like player wise? Yeah, and I'm going to start. Pharaoh Brown was not really on the mind of anybody in yeah. August, September coming in. I mean, the tight end position group you thought was overloaded in training camp because you had the two Jordans, Akins and Thomas. You had Darren Fells who caught you know, seven touchdowns last year, and you still had Kahale Waring. Right. Well, Thomas gets cut because of that glut there, and then yep. Waring goes on IR. So you basically were playing with two tight ends, but you need more than two tight ends on game day. So the Texans bring in Pharaoh Brown, who'd been with the Raiders, been with the Browns, bounced around, played in Oregon, grew up in Cleveland. Cecil Shorts the third knows him, knows yep. him pretty well. Darrell Brown has been pretty darn productive. He's brought in as a blocking tight end. He caught a touchdown last week in his hometown. He caught that pass before the bomb touchdown uh, the week before in Jacksonville. So he's done yeah. some nice things. He's, he's a guy that you could see him maybe sticking around and doing something if the Texans want to do so. And I think that's been one small silver lining. He seems like a guy who can help your offense get better and help your offense win.
0: He – when I saw him in college, Drew, he went to Oregon. He was as talented a guy as I can remember seeing oh, at yeah. the tight end position. Um, but he had a pretty bad injury, and that really kind of set him back. And uh, timeout,
1: timeout, timeout. You say pretty bad. They might have had to have amputate his leg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was. He had a weird. You know, there was some stuff going on in Utah when Oregon was playing. Oh. There. So it took a while for him to to rehab, and that yeah. scared a lot of teams, understandably so. But right, pretty bad, and he's only under contract he's going to be a restricted free agent but uh yeah that sorry i interrupted just no i mean but but you States. hit on it
0: you know i didn't want to i didn't want to downplay the significance of it because yeah. i do think it's part of the reason why it maybe has taken him a little while to stick that he just might not be all the way back to what he feels like is his normal self so i think that's that's going to be something that when you look at this tight end position it's not as if the tight end it's not as if the texans have lacked for tight ends In the last how many ever years? I mean, they've gotten really good play out of the tight ends, I think, the last few years. Now, it's not a Kelsey or a a George Kittle, but across the board, you've gotten pretty quality play all throughout the position, not just one guy at the position. Um, I would say a silver lining for me, Drew. Now, I, I felt like early on in the season, he was trying to do too much. And I felt like that was kind of showing in his play. But I think once he settled in, he started just doing his job and just reading his keys and not trying to do too much, his play got better. And that's Zach Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Zach Cunningham, to me, the last probably four or five weeks, it hasn't been perfect. You know, he's missed a tackle here or there, but he's in places where you don't even think there's a place. And you see him pop out and make a play, and you're like, whoa, you rewind it. And you're like, where did he come from on that? Wait, he came from a totally different angle than he was supposed to come from, and he made a tackle. So, to me, Zach Cuttingham, and I think – I want to say he leads the AFC in tackles. He might lead the NFL in tackles at this point. But he gets to the ball in such a hurry. And I think also to go along with that, Terrell Adams being a guy that – I was going to take him. I was going to throw him in. That's a good Yeah, I, mean, good I one. mean, you can speak to that, Drew. But, I mean, just from Zach Cuttingham and what I think he's done after losing Benardrick McKinney, you know, the guy that's kind of the soul of your defense, to have, be, to have Zach step up and just start making plays. Once he realized he didn't have to do everything, once he realized that and he just started locking in on his keys and just playing ball, he really, I think, has turned into a, a really good season in 2020.
1: Still got seven games to go, John. He's already yeah. had, He already has 92 tackles. So he, only he and D'Amico Ryans in franchise wow. history have started the season through nine games with 80 tackles or more in each of their – I mean, he's, he's really something wow. else. But, yeah, Ty Adams, that guy – he was always solid and above average on special teams and just couldn't yep. crack into the linebacker rotation because of you know, what McKinney and Ken- Cunningham were basically doing. But he got his opportunity, and he seized it. He is making the yep. most of it. He's playing pretty well. Kind of comes up with double-digit tackles just about every week. He's always yeah. up there at the top of the tackle leaderboard with Cunningham just about every week. He's done a solid job. I like what I've seen from him, and you know, maybe we'll see more of him in the years to come. But we're definitely going to see more of you john and we'll hopefully see more of you all listening and watching so thank you very much this has been in the lab johnny i hope you feel a lot better very very soon thank you brother done with this surgery sound good
0: thanks brother sounds good